This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A meeting of world leaders produced an agreement on addressing China, but more work remains to be done in getting leading economies on the same page in the conversation. Leaders of the G7 countries released a communique over the weekend that, among other things, proposed a counter to China's Belt and Road Infrastructure Initiative. President Joe Biden made a campaign pledge to bring other global allies into the fold, something he reiterated in remarks to reporters on Sunday. And so I think you're going to see just straightforward dealing uh, with China. And again, we're not looking, as I've told uh, Xi Jinping myself, uh, I'm not looking for conflict. Uh, Where we cooperate, we'll cooperate. Where we disagree, I'm going to state it frankly. And we are going to respond to actions that are inconsistent. He says agriculture and farm policy are key components in a bigger discussion on U.S.-China relations. For example, we talked about trade. It's one thing to talk about whether or not our agriculture policy makes sense. Another thing to say, by the way, you're demanding that if I do business in your country, I've got to give you all my trade secrets and have the... The the Chinese partner have 51 percent of that? No, not us. Biden says he wants China to be more respectful of international norms. Dairy processors are advocating for some policy change this week in Washington. AgriPulse's Ben Nulli has more. Dairy producers are asking lawmakers to change child nutrition reauthorization legislation to allow low-fat flavored milk in schools International Dairy Foods Association's Dave Carlin says low-fat flavored milk is currently only permitted to being served on a temporary basis. That was something that was allowed for the last few years, but because of a court case in April of 2020, uh, we've reverted back to skim flavored milk being sort of the default beverage for schools. And in our experience, kids don't don't like the taste of skim-flavored milk. They don't drink as much of it. And as a consequence, they don't get the nutritional benefits of dairy products. Carlin says between 2012 and 2017, when skim milk was introduced into cafeterias, milk consumption dropped sharply. It was down uh, by double digits. And also we saw increases in food waste, right? Kids took it, took a taste of it, didn't like it, and threw it in the trash can. We don't have a lot of data from 17 on yet because of COVID, frankly, being a little bit disruptive. But um, I think what we've seen certainly in the past is that if you put skim milk in in schools, it, it leads to a decrease in consumption. Among other changes, the group also wants to see package and variety flexibility for yogurt and milk in the Women, Infants, and Children program. CNR legislation must be reauthorized by September 30th. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the dairy industry is taking advantage of some previous investments in online infrastructure as consumers do more of their shopping online. We were in good shape with this in this sense. Probably two and a half years ago now, we recognized e-commerce would be a very big deal. That's Tom Gallagher, the CEO of Dairy Management Incorporated. He says a test with a food delivery service in the Midwest and Northeast recently showed the industry some tips for fluid milk messaging at a lower cost due to less of an emphasis on Internet purchasing at the time. Now, those lessons learned are coming in handy. You know, somebody recently said, he who controls the algorithm will control marketing. So I won't go into algorithms, but what's really important is that dairy products are placed when when somebody goes on Amazon, that they're 
place right up front where people see them and and not just leave it to what the person is thinking they want to order, but prompt that order as they get onto Amazon. There's more from Gallagher, including pandemic recovery and consumer messaging insights in this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The estate tax forced a teenage Anne Margaret Hughes to choose between her college savings and saving the farm. Unless Congress eliminates the estate tax or at least makes a higher exemption permanent, many more farm families will be forced to do the same. Learn more at FB.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.